It is a Thursday edition Jack Michael Show. Derek Hansen, as we make our way through, is this it for November? Do you want to go say goodbye to November? Yeah, but it feels like early October, so let's embrace it, right? Let's I mean, go. Let's, uh, this is uh, yeah, too yeah. tall. We're all grins in the morning when he's giving us the forecast oh, lately. Man, yes, I fifties uh, next week possibly. Are you like, kidding me? Right, keep it coming. Let's go. This is uh, this is good. Yeah, it's fools go. You know, and I hope you can appreciate it because you know how I. You know, sometimes we can be. It's like. Wait a minute, it was for now you expect it. Don't expect it, just appreciate it. Yes. Just appreciate it. Well Don't said. Don't expect it. You have a, uh, we're stepping in, as as we say in the sports world, I mean, the weekend technically, is there really one? Because the sports is almost every day. And uh, week 13 of the National Football League begins tonight. If you're wondering, by the way, that was a Billy D. Williams cut from a movie I'll explain in a second. Uh, week 13 of the NFL begins tonight. The Dallas Cowboys hosting Seattle. The Vikings are in a bye week couple of large games this week. Kansas City and Green Bay, or is it large, and uh, San Francisco and Philadelphia, which I don't even know if Philly's favored of that at home. I have to recheck the numbers on it, which would be insane if they're not. But San Francisco and Philadelphia, I get it. Mm-hmm. San Fran's very good, too. Some big NFL games. Collegiate football, of course, FCS round two. Big ones. We've been talking about it all week. Uh, and and there's a large one in well they're all big because it's round two, uh, but big one in Bozeman obviously large one in Vermillion. Uh, we'll see what Youngstown does in the road. We touched on a little bit of that yesterday. Uh, <laughs> how many years when we when, when those of uh, the the teams west of the Mississippi going? We can't go east because all those teams are going to the FBS in somewhere. <laughs> well. Geographically speaking, what's left of the Colonial? What's left of the? But anyway, uh, so so week two and then Derek. The the I, I was reading an article, you know, right up your alley. I should have sent it to you, and I forget where I was at. But it, it's the awkward, the awkward conference championship games in in collegiate football this weekend. Awkward in a sense that some teams that are playing for them, they gone. You know, they're out of that 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 conference, and they're moving to new. So it's almost like that yeah. that swung song awkward handshake at the podium to the commissioner that maybe you were all against and is the reason why, you know what I'm saying? So they, so it, it's got this feel this weekend from the collegiate football where, you know, they've got some big games. So, so again, yeah, it's Thursday, but boy, I tell you, D, there's a, there's a lot on the docket this weekend. That's yeah, the final Pac-12 championship game, right? This that? is it. This is and we, do we have really any idea what Oregon State and Washington State are doing yet? Have we heard this? No. And there's, there's like. Can they play ling- each other like every week? Or? Right. There's like lingering lawsuits that are still out. I mean, this is nothing. I guess. I guess. Splits aren't fun, you know. And and when when if we use it in terms of marital yeah. things, sometimes you know those divorces get, stink. Yeah. Yeah. Divorces stink. It gets nasty. There's finances involved. There's this and that. There's certainly you know even even when you look at Texas, I'm sure they've been getting booed in every. Every stadium they've gone is they've if not started this whole thing basically by going uh, you know SCC route. Uh, but you're right, Oregon and and uh, and and Washington fighting for the Pac-12 championship, and uh, and you know the the loser starts preparing for the next phase of life as a member of the Big Ten, and the winner probably gets a semifinal college football playoff matchup. Yeah. So that at Ohio State, 
who, you know, along the way as we've gone through this, Iowa State going, well, someone getting left out this year anyway. Someone getting left out and, you know, Ohio State. Derek, they gonna get they gonna get in the top four? Yeah, you lose to number two and, on, on the road, in? and you're out in the outside. It was kind of a playoff game last week. We kind of knew that going in, right? So it, it, so anyway, that's how the, it works. The, there's it, a lot. The Wolves are in action tonight. The Wild here game two for for John Hines and you know and his and they're they're in Nashville. So I mean, UND hockey at Denver this week, and there's basketball. I mean, it just Derek, it 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 feels full. Like there's going to be enough to fulfill your sports world. Oh yeah. Uh, Seth Stowe's joining us today. Yeah, uh, not to mention hot stove talk. Right? Hot yeah. stove talk, you know. On top Seth, of it. Seth was going to join us today. I'm glad he, he said, oh, I got time today, so we're going to have Seth on. You know, minus Sonny Gray now, minus Kentamayade. You heard a cut from Derek Falvey there in the open uh, about life after when you lose pitchers to free agency. Certainly still thrilled or, or happy, at least, with what he has uh, in the can. But I love Derek's, Derek's point, not Derek Handsome, Derek Falvey. Two great minds, by the way. Derek Falvey's saying, a guy in my job, you could never have enough starting pitching. Mm-hmm. So you're curious. We'll talk with Seth about that. Justin Gard, Garza will be with us. We'll get to the phone line here, and then I've got a text club question uh, for you. Garza will be with us, but here's the situation. And if you've got us on a mobile app in Minneapolis-St. Paul, and you see a rental truck, and that rental truck has this driver in it uh, carrying a load of, of beds, might be Garza. And we don't want to cause any disturbance or accident, Derek. So, you know, we may have Garzy clean or we may have him <laughs> on the side of a road in a rental truck um, transporting beds. Is that enough of a tease? Now, you drew, you, you've, you've spent time over your, your career yep. also driving truck. True. At times. You know, you've been radio, you've been that. So uh, maybe you should be doing that for Garzy today. I did borrow my pickup, I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's go to the phone lines today. 237-3767 gets you in. 888-458-6926. And then the text club at, at uh, 35270-35270 gets you in here at Gutterson Jewelers Studio. Good afternoon. Who do we got? Yeah, we got Dwayne. Dwayne. How you doing, Dwayne? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, just a quick information for you guys. Yes. The past is going to play the Mount West for one year on a rotating schedule and not be eligible for a Mount West title. Ah. So ah. those two teams are going to be in the Mountain West but West. not be in the Mountain West, West. is what you're saying. They, they will still be officially the pack, but they're going to be playing the Mountain West for one huh. year. A little pack two absorbed into the Mountain West for for obviously reg- scheduling. You know, scheduling, Dwayne, you know, that's the one thing. Think of the the, the, the scheduling just juggernaut that we're involved with right now in college football, though, the, of, of the dissolving conferences. How'd you like that schedule? No. To, to make those schedules. Well, just looking at how they spit out what's going to be on the Big Ten next year is uh, confusing <laughs> as all get out. <laughs> right. And it's going to be a gauntlet for everyone. Holy cow. Oh, where are we at? Are we, hey, Dwayne, from a college football standpoint, where are we going to be in five years? Uh, blown up and everybody's just going. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> that was well said. I like it. I'm gonna. I'd write that down. I don't know how to spell it, but it was well said. Uh, hey, thank you. We got the smartest great, listeners in the world. That's right. Great think. call. Uh, but he's thank right. You. He's right. You know that's. Uh, you know, Derek and I were just talking before we came on air, and this is a topic that has happened ever since maybe NDSU won their first, their third championship or yeah. James Madison was strong and, and the usual suspects were finding their ways to Frisco. And then, you know, at times maybe you'd see some others going on. And the argument in the FCS is like, are oh, too many in? 24, is that too many? You got your 10, you got your 10 uh, conference winners, you got your 14 at large. 
And now we've seen uh, schools that have made the jump. Remember, you know, remember when we were all trying to Google what the heck a Chanticleer was? You know, in Coastal Carolina's coach, uh, you know, wealthy coach. And I, remember that those days at Coastal Carolina and uh, James Madison and, and and you know, I called a game out in James Madison years ago, and that was prior for them going. And you know, and then we learned these schools that were going FBS, and the grass is always greener. The Georgia Southerns of the world, where we saw the quarterback come in dual threat. You know, all of this stuff, Derek, over the years in FCS. Well, I think – And those schools, that yeah. I, some that I just mentioned, obviously, have moved on to FBS. What have you heard from them lately? Well, some have made the top 25, you know, and been ranked and have had some success. And those that are back in the FCS, we kick out the old argument about, when are you going to the FBS? When are you going to go to the FBS? Well, then the argument goes to this, Derek. Who's going to invite you? What conference are you going to go? You can't just simply say, yep, we're going to declare for the FBS – but you don't have a home to play it. Oh, no big deal. We'll go independent. Really? What's the cost of being an independent football team? What's that travel? Speaking of travel, like Derek, this continues to be spun and spun and spun for good reason because there are legitimate questions. And and but Derek, I, I think the answer keeps falling back to financials and conference alignment. You know, and all of that, right? I think there's a lot of envy when when the because you've seen it with your friends and our, my friends they're posting all over Delaware. When why aren't we going? Well, right. you know I got news for you. They're just geographically this is not a nice place to. I mean, yeah, the airport's close to the Fargo Dome and in sure. the campus and all that. But I'm sorry, the the shine has worn off a little bit on what's going on up there. I mean. Right now, South Dakota State has every right to say, hey, with Sioux Falls and everything else, that we could maybe make that move too. Right. I mean, the Mount West, for the last call I just mentioned what's happening here, the Mount West, they're set with their schedule. If, they're, if they can get Oregon State, and which is going to get Portland and that whole area, a much more populated state than North Dakota and the state of Oregon, and they're going to get Washington State where, yeah, Washington State is very small and it's on the right. eastern part, but a lot of grads still live in Seattle. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's just no getting around. It's you know, it's much like UND you know, people who live down in Fargo. Whether it be Pullman or Cor- right. go to the other way, yeah, right. So Mount West isn't calling you. They're just not. The, the uh, president of San Diego State's not going, you know, what we really need to do, need to do. Yeah. It's scheduled games for basketball in Fargo in January. Right. It's just not happening. And do you think it's any different with New Mexico State or you know, you know, Sam Houston State for that matter, UTEP, FIU? And, and if you go and beat the brains out of these teams, yeah. you're still going to get 8,000 people at the Fargo Dome because you're bored with that too. The question, you're right, the question really has never been the ability to compete. No. It's not the question. You know, Business-wise, doesn't make sense, right. and it doesn't Christ make sense. It's not the ability to compete. Um, and I, I got news for you. If you're putting 7,500 people in a playoff game, again, Conference yeah. USA is not calling you. It is. They're just not. It is. Uh, but but again, it, it, it services more. It continues to service as teams obviously continue to declare. And whether they're the Colonial Athletic Association or what have you. Obviously, I see why it services. I mean, no question why this rises right. up to conversation. Uh, but and it's fun to kick around, but, but there are legs, and you just reeled through a number of them. Um, but it's fun to talk about. I, I also do embrace uh, the field in which they're in. I, I am I the only one? I get it. There's time. There's a logical one. It's not about competition, but I also embrace. You know what you have is is uh, have you outgrown it so much that you can afford to you know 
and it's a little bit of the roll of the dice. Tell me it's not a risk, Derek, to do that. They're not a risk just financially. What if, what if, what if say, North Dakota State, Montana, Montana State, South Dakota State, South Dakota, North Dakota, let's take six of, let's take six of them, and they're not going to join some super, super new pack, you know, that, that, that maybe is included in some of the mountain, whatever. And then that thing dissolves, yeah. <laughs> you know, or that kind of implodes a little bit. Then there's there's spinoffs of that. I, I just think there's a well. Would your dream scenario? Because it's been brought up a lot. I mean, if you look at the teams that are are you know financially doing pretty well. I mean, can we look at the Montana schools, the Idaho schools, mm-hmm. the Dakota schools, Northern Iowa, maybe Youngstown for the you know what they for, have, for the, maybe Missouri State because there's yeah, there's little, something there, get a little they, Springfield in, right? Now you get a little bit further edge from the Pocatellos and you know Moscow. I mean, but go if ahead. you have a super conference that maybe wants to make the move, the FBS, yeah. and then. Go fight for some bowl game nobody cares about two days after <laughs> right, Christmas. Right That's my whole point. I think that what the, maybe Frisco could move around. I think people like going to Frisco. Sure. But maybe that championship game could move around. Maybe go back to Chattanooga for a time, or maybe mm-hmm. go you know play in Arizona or something right. like that. Go to Vegas, that type of thing. Right. Would that be more appealing yeah. than always having it in the same spot? It's a legitimate question. I mean, I, and I'm I like just, the like you're spitballing here, but I kind of like the the. I mean, I some think, of the teams you threw in there, right there. Well, because I think that would be you know either stay where you're at and enjoy what the FCS and take it for what it is. Because to me, going to the Sun Belt like JMU. Being undefeated like Liberty in the Conference USA to go play in some meaningless bowl game, you're going to be irrelevant. You are sitting there in purgatory if you do this. And I'm sorry, if you're beating the heck out of Western Kentucky, you're going to be just as bored as beating up on Southern Illinois. It is uh, Jack Michael showing a Thursday. Derek Hansen with us. <laughs> you know what's funny, Derek? It's before we went on the air, Derek and I were chatting about this. I went, I don't know if we're going to have time to bring that up. <laughs> well, but, but it shows you I just, how adamant, you know, just how the topic has still got legs as much as we've beaten it to death, but it still has legs, the topic. Uh, so Garzi coming up, uh, Sesto's uh, coming up. What if Garzi will talk about the chance report at all? Here's the one for the – and I really want you to – you know, you're so – like Derek said, we just have the greatest listeners on the planet. And I'm not just sucking up to our fan listeners. The numbers show it. The the the, uh, the the listeners are great, and I love our text. I love our question. We stimulate brain. My dad always say, "You don't use your brain, you lose it." So it's good to use that brain every day. Dig down deep. No googling. No googling. I get it. No googling. But yeah, I I played a cut there from Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams in that cut was playing a man by the name of Gale Sayers, a great backs, one of the great backs, oh, Chicago yeah. Bears. Gale Sayers, man, watch. He, he Barry ran, Sanders before Barry Sanders yes, is what everyone tells ran, me. Yeah. With a flow, if you watch Gail Sayers, and every time that ball would extend, it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't. He just just a free flowing guy. Gail Sayers played with a man named Brian Piccolo. We lost Brian Piccolo to cancer, and on this date, nineteen seventy one, ABC Television aired a movie called Brian's Song. Now, if you're uh, old enough to have seen that, just the first few notes of Henry Mancini's theme to Brian's song would probably bring even the hardest of man to a little bit of a tear. Right. Just the just the the notes to Brian's song. I played some of those just the notes to Brian's song that by Henry Mancini. So Brian Piccolo, uh, you know, and in that story, Brian's song day but but here's my question. Here's my question. 
Give me, if not Brian's song, one other sports movie that if you invest the time to really darken the room and watch, it's enough to pull that same type of emotion out. Maybe that salty discharge out of one of your eyes, if not both. Sports movie that you have seen that would draw maybe even a tear from even the hardest of man or hardest of woman. So there's my question for the text club today, Derek. I've got an, another one too, but I'm not going to throw it out. I'll just leave it open for the text club. I think Brian's song has got to be like one of the. You're with me on that, right? Such De- a long right, time, but, but yeah. just hearing the 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 music, like I, your heart already feel. So that's my question for the text club. Uh, we'll throw that on the table. Uh, lots to get to. Garzy may or not may not be in a truck hauling a bed or two lofts, uh, but we'll talk sports. JG will reach out to him coming up next on 7:40. The fan. Should we bring him in? Is it, do we have him? I think he's ready to go. I didn't get the open because I was too busy, but I, I thought of the sound lot with this because of yeah, and that in, you know it was more of a happy movie, but it kind of gave me a little well, melancholy feeling. And just we'll let friends, G, and, we'll let JG in on this. Yeah. I just got a uh, I got a text just a moment ago, uh, and of course, four letter word tears R U D Y. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy. That's it. All right, so we're gonna go straight to Garzy. I'm just glad we have him today. To tell you the truth, JG with us. JG, uh, do you have your CDL license? Hi, Justin. How you doing, JG? I'm good. I'm good. I've missed you. Sorry, I've been unavailable. Um, no, I don't have any special license. This is probably the second largest vehicle I've ever driven after the 30 foot RV, um, and it's just a pickup truck. I just, you know, I, I, my wife told me she bought something online and that I needed to go pick it up, and I had some time on Thursday, so that's what I'm doing. Um, I had to rent a pickup truck from Menards. Had to go up to Blaine, which is a lot further from my house than I remembered when I was going to the 3M Open. <laughs> and now I'm just on my way back, and hopefully I'll be on the show at 3 o'clock today. Hopefully I can get this, this bed <laughs> of this truck unloaded <laughs> when I'm done with you. Hopefully I can get it returned. And Excellent. Hopefully I'll be ready to go for bump, for my job today. And, and, I'll be able to get bumper to bumper done. But and, and the most important the loft bed. Yeah, the most important <laughs> thing is the, the boy's got a place to sleep. You know, they've been, they've been on that floor. And no, I'm just kidding. You probably had a bed. Yeah, they're like yeah. Michael Orr. Finally got their <laughs> they own they bed. Finally yeah. got their own bed. <laughs> the blankets, the blankets were getting a little ragged, so we thought we'd give them a bed. Yeah, the bunk bed we bought them like it feels like ten minutes ago. Apparently, it doesn't suit them anymore. So now we got to get them their own loft bed. So, yeah, that's uh, it the, is what it is. It's great having brothers, you know, coming from one that has a brother and that shared a room uh, through my childhood with my older brother. It was it's kind of neat having a brother. I'm trying to think if we had bunks or not. I thought we were maybe side, but might have been that. Derek, did he doesn't need a seat? He does, you, you're a truck driver as well. You've got that. Did you need a special license to to uh, do yours? Not to drive a truck that he is doing. I mean, there's All right. There's un, uh, it's there's complicated. You can go with a Class D license to drive a smaller truck. Well, I would trust Garzy with all that. Uh, it's what? Where do we start? And, and time is short. Uh, and by the way, Justin, you jumped in on this. I I I'd mentioned today that on this date, 1971, Brian's song um, aired oh, yeah. on ABC. And then I'd have cut a Billy D. Williams there in the opening. And and it, it's just a movie that it, it it's going to make even the hardened hardened man tear. You're going to cry. It's just that. So I, I proverbially ask the question, if not Brian's song, which one? Yeah. Sports movie would do it. And and I, I, I'm i guessing we're getting a lot of Rudy's in, but is there another one, Guardy? I know what I've got, and I'm not going to say because I'm sure someone will text in, but is it, what else rings in for you? 
Yeah, well, first of all, I've never watched Brian's song, mostly because I cry at everything. I don't know if you know this about me. I <laughs> tear up at commercials. I tear up, and I don't right. know why. I'm a saucy, I guess. It's all right. I mean, I cry constantly. I cry at games. I mean, I'll cry, you know, if something goes well for a team or a player. Right. I'm, I'm, a, complete, I'm a complete puddle. So I know, just hearing stories about people watching Brian's song, I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. Why would I, why would I knowingly do this? So I've never seen it, and I don't think I ever will. It, off the top of my head, because that's how you always roll with me. You just, uh, you just, I, I, I come in with it. Whatever, whatever you're talking about, it has to be nimble, which I appreciate. That's good. Yes. Um, I always go feel the dreams at the end. For me. Right. I mean, when he does, you know, the, the, you know spoiler Point. alert. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? Game of catch. Oh, like, come on. Or even, but then there's different points. Like sometimes I'll, it'll hit me now that I have kids that when Annie or when um, his wife says, "Why don't you introduce him to his granddaughter?" Oh, yeah. like, oh, 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 my oh, God. oh, oh. Like, you know, what, what do I say to him? Why don't you introduce him to his granddaughter? Oh, good God, oh. kills me. <laughs> I, mean, just, I can't even get to have a catch. It is. I can't even get to have a catch. It's uh, unbelievable. I mean, God can sell us standing there, and Ray's trying to figure out what to do. Right. I can't even get to have a catch. Oh yeah. This is a see, this is terrible. Uh, this is uh, this is where it's at. I um, <laughs> I'm just going to depress everybody until and then 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 you know, everything will be better than afterwards. Uh, in a moment, we're going to talk transfer portal. Does someone have a, a question? I see the line is locked. We in do. On, we got on two uh, for JJ. Pat is with us. Pat. What you got going on? I would say the ultimate tear jerker is Miracle on Ice. Well, that's pretty good. How does that not? Did, yeah, I, yeah. did anybody text that in? Uh, not yet. No. We Are Marshall has been voted in. That's not too bad we, either. Mary, oh, Pat's oh, right, yeah. Garzy. Miracle on Ice is uh, if you don't walk away yeah. feeling, then you are you're, you might not be a human. You might not be human. Yeah, when they do, when they cut to you know, Herb Brooks after, and he's just by himself putting his arms up in the hallway. You know, unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. But he a... looks at his wife when he looks up at Patty. Yeah. God, yeah. I'm not ready for this. Yeah, Jack. that's. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I know. I know. I, I sprung it on you, Pat. Good, good call today, Pat. Yeah, I didn't want to spring it. All right, let's talk transfer portal. Do you have any quarterbacks <laughs> left? Because uh, even the team that I do play by play for, their quarterback head of the transfer. Are there any quarterbacks at their existing team still, Garzy, that are you know not yeah, playing I, in bowl games? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's why it's a wild time, man. It really is. And you know, and I was even thinking about it. We were talking about it this week. Part of the reason why we thought the Gophers might be okay in the Big Ten West this year is because they knew who their quarterback was because it was the same one from a year ago with Ethan Kelly McManus, and everybody else in the West had a transfer quarterback, or a lot of them. Iowa had one, Purdue had one, I think Illinois had one, I think Northwestern had one. Like, this is this is the way, this is how it's going now. It's, it's absolutely bizarre where if, if you're a quarterback and you want, whether it's more money or more playing time or you just don't like the system, like, you just go, and it's disappointing because it's a tough one here because there's programs like Minnesota that are going to struggle because of this and because they bank on identifying a guy they like and developing a guy and keeping him in the program and growing with them. They can't do what some of these other schools are going to do. And you may have seen Matt Rule say, if we want to go get a Power 5 quarterback, they're going for a million five right, right now. Right. Like, think about think about that. <laughs> By the way, he's people might think, oh, I don't believe that. Believe it. Yeah. It's not a million five, <laughs> right. If, if it's not a million five, it might be a half mil, and that's still a lot of money for a lot of these schools. And that might be the high end, but 
I mean, you've got like you've got the who's the quarterback? The Duke quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike Mike Alco's going to Texas A&M. The transfer portal's not even open yet, officially. He's announced his intention to go, and multiple national reporters are telling you keep an eye on Notre Dame. Like, how does that make any sense? Right. <laughs> and, and by the way, they just plucked Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. So, however you want to frame it, like it's just going to be tough. It's just going to be tough for these other schools like Minnesota, where, you know, PJ earlier in the, in the season essentially said, you know, the quiet part out loud, where if we don't figure this thing out and figure out how to raise money, because that is the reality and people don't like to hear it. The, the Gophers and other programs will be a triple A team for other teams. And we talked about this a little bit on bumper to bumper yesterday. Yep. And, and I think Dan's skeptical of it. He goes, well, I want to see the receipts. I want to see all the people leaving. We've only had this for two years. So it's not like we really know where everybody's going. But I'd also say there's a running back playing for Oregon right now that played for the Gophers his freshman year, and he still hasn't said goodbye to the Gophers. He entered the transfer portal. He went to a school that happens to have a very generous benefactor named Phil Knight. Yep. And he's playing for the Ducks. Like, connect the dots on, on, where, on where these things happen. So it's, it's tough because what it would always – I believe that players should have the freedom of movement. I believe that they should make money. I believe in all of that stuff because you look at the coaches have been able to do it. And I just think, but they've, it, it's gone so crazy. And hopefully there's a recentering at some point. We're dealing with COVID years and things like that and extra eligibility and all those things. Like it's just um, what I, what I always liked about college sports is you felt like, Hey, you get a hot shot freshman in here. He or she's going to be here for a couple of years. You're going to, you're going to learn. You're going to grow together. You're going to see the work. You're going to develop into something, and, and then you're going to be part of that program forever. It's just not like that anymore. And I don't think it's ruining college sports, but I just think everybody has to kind of understand, like, this is the reality. Like, whether you think it's right, whether you think it, it should be this way, whether you like it, none of that matters. And here we are. Everybody, you know, the Gophers are looking for a quarterback that they first really identified back in 2019 and invested a lot of time in, and it, and it didn't work out. And that's the reality. Welcome to college football. i got a quick one for Gar, and I'm going to use simple words on this because I, I, the answer is probably going to be, I understand. Uh, but as the Big Ten grows, and we've talked about this, J.G., uh, easier, the same, or extremely harder to compete for schools named, well, University of Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one, harder. Yeah. I put the word extremely in there, too. Is is that a rhetorical question? (laughs) I put the word extremely in front of that word. I use the other one. And and what I asked um, Mark Coyle about this, and I thought we had a really good season of pregame interviews with Mark Coyle, um, just asked me, on the Gopher Radio Network this year, because there's a lot to talk about. And I thought (laughs) it was interesting to hear his perspective on stuff, whether it was the Michigan thing or or the realignment or the transfer portal or whatever it was. And I think, why is the NFL so successful? in my opinion, because every team can fake themselves into thinking that they have a shot at something that means something. And that's because they have divisions. I mean, I was just listening to Dave Sinekin and Eric Nordquist on mm-hmm. 9 to noon before I jumped on with you guys while I was driving around in this truck. Right. And, I'm, and there, you know, two weeks ago, the Packers, Dave Sinekin's talking about, well, we might be able to get the second or third best tackle in the draft and we need one. Well, now what are they, five and six? And all of a sudden he's thinking, we're going to go to the playoffs. And he has no illusions that they're going to win the Super Bowl. But now they have an opportunity to go do something, and there's a reason to stay invested. There's a reason to continue playing. The way it's set up right now in the Big Ten, unless they change it, and I, I absolutely think they have to at some point, they have to go to 20 teams, and they have to go back to divisional play. Because otherwise, 
if you're not Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Oregon, Washington, USC, these blue bloods that I think are all in the top 20 or 25, USC might not be. They've had a tough game, but you get my point. Yep. By mid-October, by mid-October, what's, what's Wisconsin playing for if they've got two losses? They're, they're not a playoff team if they've got two losses. Iowa's not going to be a playoff team if they've got two losses. They all these teams, uh, Illinois, go down the list, Purdue. What are all these teams that you're asking to invest and compete and you're asking their fans to donate to collectives and buy tickets and do all these things? If they have nothing to play for, as silly as you might think it is, what is their motivation to, to jump in on all of this? And, and there it is. They invested. There it is, Derek. And that's what I worry about long term when you say, what does it look like for Minnesota? It, to win the Big Ten, it, it will have never been harder with all the teams unbalanced schedules, the fact that they're just there's no divisional path to it. I'd love to see, in my perfect world, I'd love to see four divisions of five teams. Divvy them up however you want. You do a semifinal, you do the championship game at the Rose Bowl, and you move on with the rest of your life. And then at least you can say, Got something as dumb to... as you might think, you get to hang the upper Midwest division banner of the Big Ten champion in your building if you're Iowa, Wisconsin, whatever, yeah. Minnesota. That's really well laid so that's, out. That's, that's my thought. Yeah, I don't think there will be any doubt that happens someday. And yeah, otherwise, the way it's set up right now, we could just have a repeat of Michigan and Ohio State every year if the, you know if the way this thing is going. Which isn't good for them either. No, Which I don't think it's good for them either because no. then you know they don't they they shouldn't play each other back to back weeks. And by the way, they could also play each other again in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a very good point. Really flesh it out because they're always going to be in the top twelve. I I don't think that's good for anybody either. Just having to do that back to back, but that's just me. And for the people, and I, I get a lot of people going, "Oh, college players getting all this money." A lot of been a lot of talk around here, obviously. Is the fact that Grant Nelson's making six figures playing Alabama, Alabama <laughs> basketball right now after leaving NDSU? But you look at this Big Ten, what it's happened. When I look at when I saw that eight billion dollar TV contract, I mean, how is it not going to filter down eventually? The biggest problem that we had, and I've said this many times, is back in the late 80s when the running Rebs and the Fab Four, the early 90s and all that were getting so big, they were as famous, if not more famous, than Bird Magic and Jordan back in the day that they had to understand what was coming, and it took the Supreme Court to say, you got to let these guys make name, you know, money on their own name. I mean, they should have nipped this in the butt a long time ago and eased into it because right now it's the Wild West because a, perf- a perfect storm of the – NIL and the transfer portal is why we're at where we're at. Yeah, and I was just talking with someone about, I can't remember who it was, we were talking about the Fab Five and and how much money oh. those guys were worth to Nike and how much money they were worth. I mean, <laughs> you I mean think about the cultural impact those oh. guys had. And, you know, this is when I'm 12, guys, and the Final Four is coming through Minneapolis, and I'm rolling around with black socks and long shorts, you know, just living right. the dream. It's unbelievable. Um, and you're right, they didn't. They, they tried to protect their own money and talk about the NCAA and the institution so long. They tried to protect it, protect it, protect it. They never changed. They never changed. And then all of a sudden, you said, they find out that the Supreme Court says you can't do this anymore. And now the floodgates are open. And I do think at some point, I do think a lot of the NIL things you hear are crazy. Like, I think the, the, the crazy stories of this guy getting $10 million or whatever, I think all of that, that's a very small percentage of NIL in general. I think I think most of it, you know, is, I mean, the money's still good. Don't get me wrong. But I think most of it is, is much smaller amounts. Um, right. But that, that, that's what, but, so I'm curious to see where it all goes in the next few years once everybody kind of figures it out. Because at some point, too, you know, donors, boosters, they're going to be mad 
if, hey, we gave you a million bucks and then you just decided to leave, yeah. you know, or you yeah. just decided to go, like, there, there's going to be that, too. So this whole thing is going to change a lot, I think, as we go. Not everybody's getting Caitlin Clark sponsorships, by the way. That's uh, Correct. Know, right. I mean, exactly that's a, right. You know, as Garzi said, you know, people were changing the way they, they dressed because of those Michigan boys. You know, it's like when, it's like Garzi, like when the, the ladies cut their hair like Pat Benatar in the 80s. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? I, he just couldn't help himself, could he? I mean, that's just right. I mean, I it's gone, like when everybody got Jennifer Aniston '90s reference. Oh, yeah, that too. I guess yeah. He, the, he, yeah, he went all the way back yeah, to Fast Times at Ridgemont High, right I there. Went, I went to, I yeah, I went to Phoebe Cates, and uh-huh. yeah, that's I went to the uh, the well. Benatar. To your point, I bought. In my time in college, I bought both an Eric Montrose and a Chris Weber jersey. Right? There you go. Didn't fit me very well because you know Jerseys my put. Were so sweet. Yeah, but I mean the Nike stuff in Allen Iverson with Georgetown. I mean that yeah. we were really oh. just in the heyday back then. It was awesome. My day was high socks like Michael Cooper mm. for the Lakers. Well, that high socks, see. right? Yeah, a high socks. Still do the high socks. I still that with socks. and my strings you out. Ride it out. And, and your strings <laughs> out. I don't know if that was the thing in your in your day. It's the strings out. You know your your strings on your shorts. You, you, that was Cooper, yeah. huh? Huh? Well, by the, by that time, we they were so militant about getting your shirt tucked in. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. true. <laughs> there's nothing re- like there's nothing like there's nothing like a rep that loves the, the shirt tucking rule. You know, it's really militant about the shirt tuck. Uh, you know, of all the things to worry about, make sure you got that shirt tucked in at the foul line. Before we let that, yeah, or she's a T. Someone's shooting free throws because you didn't tuck your shirt in. Uh, you had a game last night. I'm assuming because uh, Norfolk State there and the Gophers and the and uh, the, is it a freshman that 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 blew up for like 30 points and and I you know and and, and the ladies got a win. I, I was trying to find it all over the place. I I normally listen to you on the app, but I had computer baseball league last night. Uh, so I oh, missed, that's big. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I you got to get the iHeartRadio app. You got to get KFAM Plus. Okay. Six point seven. That's where we are. That's where all of our games are. And we did have Norfolk State, and it was Grace Grahulski, the That's freshman it. from Kettle Moraine, Wisconsin, that made five threes, had a career-high 26 points. We've been waiting for her as a 2,400-point high school scorer. We've kind of been waiting for her to explode a little bit, and she did last night. And Gophers have a big one against Drake on Sunday, on uh, Saturday. You know, I think we talked the NDSU game was a big one for them because of what happened up in Fargo a year right, ago. And right. they handled the Bison pretty good and played. I thought, you know, I know they were really happy with how they played in that game, and None of the kids on this team went to Drake a few years ago and got run out of the gym, but I'm sure they remember hearing about it. And so it's a big one on Saturday, too, because Drake's a tournament team and Drake's good. And they're playing – Summit League uh, aficionados won't be surprised to hear that they're playing good defense with Don Yeah, yeah like, here's the deal. For those that you know, don't – For those that don't – percentage is good, all of that. <laughs> for those that don't know, Garzi, you know, a lot of folks on Drake – Football team just beat him sixty six to three. Yeah, but when it comes to that sport, whole different story. <laughs> Drake Drake's women's hoops teams is just a, a phenomenal club. Football team got a ways to go. They uh, they get a little bit of ways to go. So I'm sitting in my basement years ago, and I'm gonna let Guardsy go. And my father in law at the time, we're downstairs. We're gonna watch a movie, right? And the ladies are upstairs, and they're probably making a little dinner for everybody there. And then we turn a, a movie channel on, and it's a story of this uh, this uh, this cowboy, and and he's riding, uh, you know, the bulls, right? He's riding bulls, and and the movie is is eight seconds. And and it's one of those guards. He, where you imagine you sitting like with your father-in-law there, and maybe you, you you haven't fully known him yet, but you know enough, and but you haven't shared intimate, you know, any kind of moments like that. And you're sitting there, and you invest in that movie. And when Lane Frost, and I don't want to be a spoiler here, but it's been out for about thirty years, so I don't think I'm spoiling it. For the any. Titanic sunk too. And that's yeah. exactly right. So he gets gored 
and and he loses his life. And then they usher in the Garth Brooks dance, the dance mm-hmm. song. And you mix that tune with the death of Lane Frost and knowing it's a true story. Not going to lie to you. There's a couple of wet eyes on those couches down oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that is the one I'm throwing into the hopper today, uh, Garzy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eight seconds. Was that the – Yeah. Sports bull riding. Now movie. I've got my first road trip. I've got my first road trip with the Gopher women. Um, I got to fly separately because we've got our toys for Tots broadcast the day we're leaving. So I'll have I'll have about an hour to get uh, to get some some movie cracking. And now I got to figure out if I want to heave cry next to the person sitting. <laughs> <laughs> giving me you watch, giving me a lot of lift. You watch Brian's song in eight seconds, and you'll be a puddle before you even remotely get to the venue to call your game. It's also why I don't watch movies where the dog dies. You know, That's, my, yeah, my father oh. ruined me on Old Yeller and oh. I, I just can't do it. I've yeah, never seen yep, Mar- yep, I've yep. never seen Marley and me. Marley, so. Marley and me? Nope, won't do Marley and me. Nope. Know about Old Yeller, won't do it. Oh. So our dog just died in you know, September or whatever and we won't even talk about it still. So yeah, there will be none of that going on. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> what's uplifting today is we know that the boys finally got a nice bedding to sleep in later That's today right. because of the old pop well, doing it. Oh, we still put them together. We'll see. Oh, we got to do that. What was that? <laughs> good to hear your voice, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll get that iHeart app. I'll get that locked in. So we, I'm not going to miss a beat uh, on your calls this year. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and we'll hopefully talk to you soon, buddy. Of course, guys. See ya. And the one and only uh, Justin Garvey joining us today on the uh, on the show. Eight seconds, Derek. <sighs> Never seen it. Ooh. A friend of mine. She. I remember. Yeah. Uh, College girlfriend of mine, she was Lane saying, we got to watch it. We got to watch it. We never did. You never but, did. No, no. So It could have been a great moment. She to might be, be listening to- now and teasing me. Yes, uh, I told you we should. For you, yeah, you should have it, it, because it it giving you a good chance to uh, to console. Yeah. Her consoling me or vice versa? <laughs> That's what I meant, her consoling <laughs> you. We'll take a timeout. Sestos uh, coming back next. Uh, twins, off season. You know, what are you going to do? Sunny Gray, gone. Kendamayana, gone. Pagan, gone. Uh, we'll talk about that. Pagan gone. Pagan gone. Well, next on 740 The Fed. Everyone deserves to enjoy a McRib at... I would say normally would if it would be like 10 degrees, 10 below, you know, and we'd, we'd bring Sestos on and do a little hot stove talk, and we'll do a few of these, obviously, through the offseason, but it always warmed the cockles of your heart to talk a little Twins baseball mm-hmm. or baseball in general as, as the calendar's about ready to flip to December. But we are actually having some mild weather, which also kind of dangles a carrot waiting for Twins baseball and caravans and things like that. Seth Stowe's Twins Daily. You can read all about it. Read all about it. Man alive. Seth joining us today. And I'll tell you, Seth, it is. Uh, the, we knew that free agency would come a calling. Uh, we knew that, that, qual- that offers maybe weren't going to be accepted because dollars were going to be mailed elsewhere. So, you know, we appreciate the time Sonny Gray had for the Twins. We appreciate I guess, you know, certainly Kenta Maeda and, and what he had offered, even at times Mideo Pagan, who is now gone. And you look to going, well, what's left? And then maybe you're thinking as Twins fan, Seth, what's left isn't too shabby. How you doing, Seth Stowe? I am doing wonderful. I am enjoying warm weather. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, the winter meetings are upon us. I mean, there's everyone wants everything done right away, but... We still got three months till uh, spring training, so don't give up on the Twins doing something this offseason quite yet. Let us start with the the feeling that that Twins fans maybe have following this previous season, and even though it didn't end, you know the way everybody should want their team to end with the World Series, 
you did get to it. There were some firsts. You got to a you know playoff round win. Uh, Royce Lewis was a was a certainly a springboard that gives you hope for the following season. So take us through the Sesto's mind of where the Twins left off. Now the free agents, you know, some of these players we're seeing gone. Winter meetings going on, as you said, to what might be out there, and maybe you can even dangle a care a little bit. Kind of bring us through it here, Seth, in your estimation. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me was getting rid of that 18 consecutive playoff loss narrative. Uh, that is done. They won a playoff series thanks to Pablo Lopez, thanks to uh, Sonny Gray, uh, against thanks to Royce Lewis, who was able to play in that series as well. Uh, a lot of good things happened. I think the uh, emergence of Lewis along with Ed Julian and Matt Walner uh, was obviously a big story as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, then the offseason comes, and, you know, the Sonny Gray situation, they offered him the one-year qualifying offer at $20, $21 million. He turned it down, uh, signed with the uh, Cardinals for, what, three years and $75 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for him, but that played out exactly perfect. And I'm guessing the Twins front office eyes, they traded a first round pick and Chase Petty for what they knew was two years of Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray couldn't have pitched much better than he did during those two years. And because of that, the Twins will get a, a draft pick in return for Gray somewhere around maybe 32, 33. So basically, they got uh, you know Sunny Gray, and they moved down six spots in the draft. So uh, that played out well. Um, Kenta Maeda, who obviously, you know, how do you describe his four years in the organization? He finished second in Cy Young voting one year, and then he had Tommy John and missed basically the next two years. And you know, he was pretty good last year after uh, he came back the second time. So. Good for him. I mean, after the bad contract he had and, and with the Dodgers, for him to get two years and, and $24 million with Detroit, uh, you just say thanks and, and and congratulations. That's a great deal for him. Uh, and, yeah, Emilio Pagan, two years and $16 million. Who would have thought that a year How about ago? That? But he had a fantastic season this year. Uh, he quit giving up so many home runs. He threw a lot of strikes. He became very reliable this year. And that was fun to see, and I think the Twins deserve credit for all three of those guys taking the next step, along with Pablo Lopez. Pete Mackey maybe uh, maybe deserves a raise. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I could keep going, Jack. You no, know that. I love it, Seth. <laughs> and Derek and I are just over here just nodding, going, yeah, you've, you've knocked down the dominoes. Um, Lopez, Ryan, over. You mentioned Paddock. Uh, Louis Marland. Bailey, um, over. Bailey, oh yeah, the the you know Jacks Thielbar can start throwing some some relievers out there. We heard Derek Falvey on our on our montage. You mentioned Royce Lewis. We brought him up third base. Could spend some time at short, but Correa is there, you know, and he's 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 still there. I mean, when you start looking at this, uh, you know, the 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 Walners and the the Larnicks and the what have you. Byron obviously was a topic of conversation every week. Uh, and so on and so forth. And yet, uh, you know, the 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 Polancos and the Keplers of this world, Seth. You know, there's still I, I I I like what at least my last thing to you was the the foundation what they're leap, what they're leaping into 24 with and I, again I'll go I think you're in an okay spot. Yeah, you really are, and and yeah, payroll right now isn't looking great, and of course that's been a big story this offseason that it's probably coming down because 
obviously they uh the tv deal is up with valleys and and things like that but you know if the season were to start right now they would they would have a good team now they've got three months to supplement or complement that roster but you know having polanco back hopefully healthy uh, max kepler i mean if you would have asked most tunes fans in uh, june last year if he would have had his option picked up for next year there's no chance, but he came on in the second half and was amazing. So, yeah, it was a good combination of not only those young guys uh, taking the next step, but but some of those veterans coming through down the stretch. The way they platooned lefty righty with with guys at you know, different positions really seemed to work out and come through. They had one of the best offenses in baseball in the second half uh, to go with that pitching. The bullpen got stronger. Um, you know, they got work to do. They're going to likely add another a center fielder uh, as, as Buxton Insurance. They're going to probably add a starter somehow, whether that's via trade or, or somehow in free agents. I think trade probably more likely. Uh, they have some of the top prospects in baseball that are right there at AA and AAA. And, and uh, you know, Brooks Lee and Austin Martin and David Festa are all guys that we should see next year as well. So they've really done a nice job over their seven years of not only making the Twins uh, a playoff team in four of those just six or seven years, but also in developing a pitching pipeline, which we had heard about. So, um, you know, hopefully that continues. But, yeah, it's going to be a – it may be a boring off season in some ways, but at the same time it's going to really be interesting to see how they use their limited funds. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't – we mentioned the five starters that are potentially going there with, uh, you know, Bailey Ober. I really like a lot, and I think he, he can only go up further. Same thing with Louis Varlin and you know Chris Paddock. They're putting a lot of eggs in that basket, but you know the top end of it with Pablo and Joe Ryan. I like it. It's just yep. the question of depth because these guys never stay healthy all season long. So that that's the question right now, right? Yeah, that's the amazing thing is if you take a look at their five primary starters last year and add Louis Varlin, uh, they made something like a hundred and. 50 of the 162 starts and then Tyler Malley and Dallas Keuchel made uh, 11 of the other 12 and I think Simeon Woods Richardson had one uh, that's why I think they're going to want to add the depth even though they were very lucky in that situation last year um, they're still going to want to add some depth so that you know Louis Varland could uh, either be the sixth man or the seventh man but not the fifth starter he also could be a bullpen guy because we saw how dominant he could be there. Yeah. The depth is, is important, and uh, I think we learned that last year. But it, it's exciting, the five that you mentioned. I think Paddock has a chance to be special. Um, but you don't necessarily want Brent Hedrick and Simeon Woods Richardson as your sixth and seventh yeah. starters. So they will they will add to that. If 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 we were playing match game, the old match game with Gene Rayburn and and the and the, and the clue was, if you're a baseball operations guy, here's the question: You can never have a good blank. I guarantee you every answer would be starting pitching. <laughs> you can never have enough good. Blank. Starting pitching. Starting pitching. That'd be the number one answer right there, and it would be for Derek. Well, Pelley. the sport we've been following, it's not bad to have depth of the quarterback position. <laughs> never, not a bad thing to have a bad right. starting pitching. Same really thing. You know? uh, text coming in real quick for you, Seth. Uh, what about the rumors of Polanco moving to first base? Polanco to 1B. I think we're going to hear a lot of rumors about Polanco, including that he and Kepler, even though I mentioned they had their options picked up, 
They could both be traded. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see with Kirilov how long he's going to be out after his shoulder surgery or if they decide to go out and get a big bat. The thing is is that Ed Julian did a nice job at, at uh, well, hitting. He's not a very good defensive second right. baseman. Personally, I'd move Julian over to first huh? base and leave Polanco alone at second base because he's pretty good over there. Man, is he good to play. Can he, can he put quality at bats together and get oh, on base? Man. He has got such an eye at such a young age. Uh, before we let Seth go, Derek, I don't know if you saw this, or Seth, if you did too, from an independent uh, 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 baseball standpoint, and all this stuff in Oakland, obviously, just ugh, it's just a, a shame what, what's yeah. going on there. But uh, the city of Oakland, is scheduled to have a new baseball team in May of 24, the Oakland Ballers, an expansion team in the independent pioneer baseball league. Now, Michael Schlacht, our friend and, and former uh, Red Hawk pitching coach and, and, and manager, you know, he uh, he manages the Missoula Paddleheads of the Pioneer Baseball League. So I don't know why, Seth, I read that and went, good for Oakland. You know, they'll play that probably at a, at a, at a, at a venue that is – and it'll restore some of the baseball love for those cities, the, the, those people there, those diehards that are having it sucked out of that Bay Area. So I, I, thought, I read that story and went, oh, good for them, the Oakland Ballers in the Pioneer League. Yeah, well. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of that. I mean, it's good for good for those that just want to watch some ball. It was a tough <laughs> situation because San Francisco is one of those teams, a top five spender every year. So I don't, I don't know how the A's even – you know, contributed. And, and I think San Jose, there's a lot of money there too. So, but yeah, I mean, independent baseball is strong and thriving and, and you see there's the new league in, uh, in Saudi Arabia or in uh, Dubai, Dubai, yeah, uh, the baseball, what is it? Baseball futures or something yeah, like Drew that. Drew Ward is over there playing uh, right now. The former yeah. uh, Red Hawk. Yeah. I want to say, is Dylan Thomas in I there think DT well? might be over there. The I think DT might be over there. Yeah. As well. Um, you know, but also Bartolo Colon and Robinson Cano, and I saw Pablo Sandoval hit a long home run over there. <laughs> so, I mean, you're getting some interesting names, and I think baseball, you know, they've done good things in the last couple of years, the, the pitch clock, some of the rule changes. Um, but ultimately, uh, you know, baseball is still a game that people enjoy, and you're seeing that through independent leagues, through your legion in high school, yes. um, but also through some of these other leagues that pop up here and there, that it's it's still in a good place. People still love the game itself. I would love to see that on Oakland, just to take some of the pain away from everything they've gone through. Seth, yeah. you're a champion, man. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, trust me, <laughs> I'll be texting you again soon, buddy, as we get us through this winter into Twins baseball. Be good, my man. And uh, thanks again, Seth, for coming on today. Anytime, Jack. Thank you so much. And hopefully the Twins give us plenty to want to talk about. <laughs> Go to twinsdaily.com to find out more with Seth. Thank you, Seth. Sestos, you got it. Sestos joining us. Thanks to Guardsy stopping by uh, today. The program, stick around. Common Man is coming up next. Wild Predators tonight on 740 The Fan. Cowboys, Seahawks on 790 KFGO. Common next on 740 The Fan. Are you 45 or older and find